0: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: feedback coming in
2: you know who's tough though
1: uh kang school district
2: tj lang that guy's tough dude you sleep at all last night man I have a what feeling I, what I opened. Doug,
1: do you think he just stared at the ceiling and go, Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Lois, you be on alert. <laughs> Yesterday.
2: Gator You know what the funny thing is, TJ been. Lang is the superintendent of our school district. I, it does not surprise me at all. That guy's just tough.
1: Actually, suggestions are coming in on who Kang's the super district the superintendent is in Kang's district. Kang's superintendent. John Rambo.
2: <laughs> hey, we're gonna go to uh, school today.
1: <laughs> uh, here in Rochester, they pulled a Stony and sat on the fence by making it an early dismissal day. That's from Jason. <laughs> Our Mata school district still open. That's from an unnamed texter. My daughter goes to Utica schools; they're open. My kids are in Fraser School District, and they have school today. Darren in Sterling Heights says Utica community Utica Community Schools are open. F- our four kids were pissed. They were dancing last night. Apparently, there's some website that gives the percentages of likelihood oh, of closure. Man. Last night at nine percent at nine p.m. it was seventy nine percent closure.
2: You can't trust analytics. No, <laughs> was, it, is that a, was
1: that uh was that Cornacki? Was he? A, is there like a, a school closings? Is there one That's of so those great. guys? That is so With great. the touch screen, he's you're going, right. he's going, Frazier, exactly. you're looking like 79%. You're not going to go. I will wake up in the morning. We'll see how it turns out. I
2: mean, at this point, we're looking at the heavy snowfall. Is going to start at 6 o'clock in the morning. Kids are going to get the bus stop at 7.15. So we're calling it right now. Oh, 99%. you're calling it out. 89% we're calling Utica. will
1: not have school. We're calling Utica. <laughs> Dave at work. I Wait,
2: I t- just got this in. <laughs> Apparently... Guys, Utica's a go. <laughs> Guys, take them off. Take them off the boat. We're going to turn it blue. It's, uh, they're going to school. They're going to school today.
1: David Works says, I went to DeWitt, where our superintendent was from Alaska. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> he never closed the schools down. <laughs> Here's our superintendent, Yukon Cornelius. Right.
2: <laughs> Talk about bad luck for the students, man. Yeah. What do you think? You, what do you think, superintendent? You think we should uh, <laughs> shut them down today? No. <laughs> but we're going to get uh, like six inches of snow? No. They're saying it's like a national emergency. Storm. No. No.
1: <laughs> Come on, y'all. Mush.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Put your locks on and let's go.
1: Uh, let's go to Dean. You're next here on 97.1. Hi, huh, Dean. Hey, guys. So I want to give you a perspective on why I'm about to say what I've said. I have been out in Burton, Michigan. I've been in Independence Township. I've been all the way out in Auburn Hills. I've been in Utica, Milford, Wixom. I've been in all these places today. Guess how much snow is on the road? Zero. Back when we were going to school, we had to wake up at five, six o'clock in the morning, and watch the news station like we were looking to see sports cars. I mean sports scores. And now, like they get twenty-four hour advance, and then I gotta ask you something, Gator. Did you say that they're preparing for what the day could look like when they get out of school?
2: Yeah. So, if they can't get right, meaning this, meaning this, meaning that. The, the heavy snow apparently is going to fall it throughout starts the at day. at 11 a.m. So what looks like now, okay, great, send the kids to school, but by the time you get ready, the kids are going to leave, and if there's like six inches of snow on the ground, it could be a problem, and you know, do you want to put your kids in peril at, at that point? That's all. Uh, put your kids in peril? You're in a... Okay. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't... Hey, man. It's just, it's so well, we, went, we went to school and this stuff, so, uh, you know, Let's can't get really to, say.
1: Perry is next here on 97.1. one. Hi, Perry. Yeah, you know, just me or did I grow up in the '80s having the only parents as Richards that one kid could have? It wasn't ever just like enjoy the snow day, go build a snow fort, have a snowball fight with your friends. No, it was like, okay, this is no free for all. You got the day off. You're gonna shovel the driveway. Your room better be spotless.
2: Wow. Oh, stupid,
1: man. worthless, no good. You know, wow. like the whole. Judd Nelson. Yeah, for sure.
2: Oh, no. But this Breakfast was the 80s, lunch. though.
1: And, and Gator, you alluded to it the other day. It was literally Regis and Kathy Lee, Price is Right, and then
2: a slew of
1: soap yeah, operas. Daytime soap? Been- yeah,
2: the, yeah. It was, you didn't want to be home. Well, so I was saying to Doug during a break the great thing about the snow days for us as a kid was we rejoiced in because we would be out, and, and the parents didn't care as much because the kids would go outside. Snow day meant you could go sledding, you build your snow fort, you got in snowball fights, you build snowmen and then, you know, knock them down or whatever. You had fun outside. But now, you know, it's it's a whole different thing. Who's now it's getting to play 50, my video games whatever. The Channel
1: 50 movie guy. Bill Kennedy? Bill Kennedy. Yeah.
2: watch some crappy black and white movie that nobody watched back in the 50s but now Now you're subjected to it in 1979 and we're just sitting there waiting for cartoons to start at three yeah exactly Um, when's Woody Woodpecker coming on Speed Racer
0: someone said my school uh, superintendent he goes by the name defense and he doesn't wear a shirt to school (laughs)
2: You know you're in trouble when your superintendent is is that guy who goes to the football games nope. and writes the letter B on his chest. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's uh, filling up his tank in, in shorts yeah. when it's like 20 below. Doesn't own a pair of pants. Nope. <laughs> Hilarious.
1: Hey, well, things are different now, man. Things are different now. Well, here's the other thing, too, is, I, I mean, everything you do when you're in charge of other people in this day and age, there's a, a likelihood you will get sued if you make the wrong call, right? I mean, right. In back when we were kids, nobody knew what sued was. But now you will get sued. Uh, all right, let's move on. So Gator, I don't know when it even started, but we did this thing, Bold Ass Predictions, on the show. And it's funny. We did it for a while, and I was like, ah, is this kind of stale? I don't know if I, if I like Bold Ass Predictions. And then one day I had the day off, and it was, you know, Right before the Red Wings home opener or something, whatever it was, I tuned in and you were doing bold ass predictions and people were calling in with their bold ass predictions. I'm like, you know, I kind of like bold ass predictions when I was on the other side <laughs> listening to it come out of the speaker. Now, some people obviously you know don't like everything we do, and that's fine. But I was listening to it I was like, actually, this is kind of entertaining. I like bold ass predictions. And what we like to do, of course, is write them down. And then circle back because every At year. At the end of the season. We, whatever, we do it before what, the
2: beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, whatever the bold-ass prediction is. Invariably, a couple of them actually come true because sports are unpredictable. Well, God bless ESPN for listening to the show. Yes. Because they have decided that they are doing, although they don't call it bold-ass predictions. They do call it bold predictions.
2: Well, they, I, I think they're afraid of the word. They might be.
1: Uh, but Jeremy Fowler said, wrote, like we do every January, we try to forecast some of the action by talking to evaluators. This is off-season action. By talking to evaluators and coaches around the league, not every prediction looks smart. Last year, these were some of them last year, one of them had the Eagles moving on from Jalen Hurts. <laughs> but we got plenty right to, including Russell Wilson wearing a new jersey, the Browns trading Baker Mayfield, Sean Payton taking a TV gig, and the Steelers drafting Ben Roethlisberger's successor. In Kenny Pickett. This year feels harder to predict. Nonetheless, we asked a selection of top league executives to come with bold takes only.
2: I like this. You know, first it was uh Jimmy and King Clarence, you know, that the dog, the the, the black lad that was listening to our show when, when interviewed Jared Goff that, that and now we got ESPN that's listening to our show and doing this. I like this. Perhaps
1: perhaps that's where they got the idea. Yeah. Um, so like, I'll give you some examples of some of their bold ass predictions. Uh, if he plays, Tom Brady will sign with the Las Vegas Raiders. A veteran AFC coach said, quote, I just think with the weapons they have and the familiarity with Josh, Josh McDaniels offense and the people there, it would be a seamless transition for him. Lamar Jackson to the Falcons. David Carr will sign with the Texans. Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet or a cult, although it says um, that mo let me see if I can find this. There are a lot of moving parts here, and many execs see Green Bay keeping Rodgers. Some people around the league can see him going to the Jets. An NFC coordinator said, quote, that receiving core is really talented, and you know the defense is good. They have pieces, and they're trending up. They would, they should be desperate to get a quarterback, in my opinion.
2: Well, and with Aaron Rodgers, word is now he's, more than willing to work out his rework his contract to make it easier either for the packers or probably more likely for another team to trade for him. yep, so that it, it's not such a giant cap hit either way.
1: Another executive, this one, um, just as described as a NFC executive, Indianapolis GM Chris Ballard has got to get one, meaning a quarterback, and get it right. Maybe they just draft one and save the money. But Aaron Rodgers would be different than their other past stopgap options because he's more of a sure thing.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.